Welcome to Royal Generations Podcast, hosted by me, Lucia del Pilar. On this very special episode, we have Miss Elaine Johnson. She is a woman who is an entrepreneur. She is a wife. She is a mom. She's a woman of God and a woman who surely knows how to plan, pray, and slay, as is in her featured planner. She is the founder of Latinas in Motion, an online community for women. She is based in Philadelphia, and she is speaking with us today and sharing with us golden nuggets on what it is to be an entrepreneur and a woman who handles and gracefully carries many hats in life. So um, my name is Elaine Gonzalez Johnson. I am a visionary educator and entrepreneur. Um, I really do whatever God tells me to do. That's what I tell people. Most people will say that I do the most. But honestly, I feel like we are all born with a certain set of gifts. And it's our job to make sure that we use all of the gifts and the talents and the skills that God has given us on this earth. I um, do not believe that we were created just to exist and die. I believe we were created to really live out our purpose. And so my journey started, um, I started a nonprofit organization called Latinas in Motion in 2012. And that is my first love. Um, It is a virtual community of women who come together to really focus in on fitness and nutrition and taking care of self. After I was doing that for a couple of years, um, I realized that, you know, there was a a deficit in a women who are Latinas talking about business. And so I decided to start a brand called Mogul Mommy. Mogul means very powerful person. And I thought it was very important for me to own that word and teach others about what is it like to be a mogul and what does that mean for our generation. And so in Mogul Mommy, I teach women how to build profitable businesses. And while I was doing that, I started speaking to a lot of audiences, uh, colleges, universities, churches, conferences, and I would share my my testimony of what is it like to be young, to be successful, to be, you know, walking in purpose. And I decided to create a planner because there are so many components of your day that many people don't um, do that we should be doing every day just to kind of fill up our spirit. So the planner is called Plan, Pray, Slay. And it is a tool that I teach women how to use to really uh, think about whole life success, to really think about how can I create my day in a way that's centered around God, that's centered around purpose, that's centered around keeping myself accountable to myself. And that has been an amazing, amazing ride God has taken me on. Um, We have now evolved to create a planner for men because men were like, oh, my gosh, I need something like that, too. So (laughs) I worked with my husband and uh, we have a plan, pray and prosper for men. So it's beautiful to see the dynamic of both uh, men and women planning for their lives. Because I believe if you don't have a plan for your life, then somebody will plan it for you. So it's important for us to take charge of who we are. So in a nutshell, that's everything that I do. (laughs) Amen. And I'm so looking forward to receiving your planner because it's already been ordered and it ships on my way. And definitely as women, one of the things that we very much need in our lives is organization. That's right. Because there's so many different hats that we wear that we need to have it together because if not it's a home right amen Amen. so i wanted to ask you where did your your vision begin for all of this so in uh 
Well, I'll kind of start from the beginning. So I met my husband in college. I was a freshman and he was a super senior. And it's just so amazing how God works because I was so attracted to him. He was so popular. I wasn't. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I would love to marry him. You know how like you guys think about celebrities of like, um, you know, a lot of guys have a crush on J-Lo and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to be J-Lo's man. But the reality is you probably won't be, right? She has a man. So that's how I felt mm-hmm. about my husband. Like, oh my gosh, I would love just wow. to be his girlfriend. I would love to marry him. And so um, God is amazing. And, you, and you're an interracial and you're an interracial marriage as well. Which is yes. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm Puerto Rican and my husband is African-American. Um, so we met in college and, um, you know, started dating, fell in love. I graduated in 2008. We got married. I graduated in May. We got married October 2008. Um, and so, obviously, after that, we I got pregnant with my daughter. And I was already a thicker girl at the time. And being a thicker girl, when you get pregnant, I'm Puerto Rican. So, my mom is like, double up on the rice. You're eating for two. So, <laughs> I gained yeah. so much weight. I gained about 50 pounds with the pregnancy of my daughter. So, after I gave birth, you know, you have a different body, you have a new responsibility, and you feel different. And there were conversations that never happened in my life about postpartum depression, about being young, being a mom, being a wife, and having this new responsibility, not being happy with what I saw in the mirror. So I decided to walk because I've never been athletic. And then walking became jogging and jogging became running. So at the time, I was an educator and one of my coworkers was like, listen, let's sign up for a race. It's 10 miles. We could do it. So I'm the type of person where I don't really think twice about something. Like if I feel like I could do it, I'm going to sign up and I'm going to do it. So I signed up for the race. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And when I got to the, to the race, race day, I was alone. And I didn't realize that there were so many pockets of runners. There's black girls run, there's black men run, you know, there's students run Philly style. And there really wasn't a platform for Latinas. So after I ran 10 miles, I felt like I could fly and decided that, you know, it's important for women to, especially women of color, to take care of themselves and know what it feels like to accomplish something post, you know, college, post having a family. You know, when you're in school, there's all these teams. You can be in a cheerleading team. You can be in a, you know, a volleyball team. But when you are an adult, there's really not a platform for you to fellowship with others unless you seek that out. And so creating Latinas in motion, it was more than just, hey, girls, let's get healthy. It's like, hey, girls, let's help each other win. Let's help each other really, really focus in on who we are. What do we want out of life? How can we really take running, walking, doing Zumba, spinning, whatever, and turn that into how we are as women? Because I believe that a healthy mind is a wealthy mind. And if you feel good about yourself, then all other aspects of your life will benefit from that as well. So I would say that my vision started in 2012 when God gave me this idea. And when I, when I tell everybody this, no matter what audience I'm talking to, I know it was God that gave me this idea because I never was into walking. I was never into athletics. I was never into fitness. And so I believe that we get these ideas. God will gift you these ideas but you have to be the one to execute and do something with that. So I always tell people, you know, when God gives you an idea, that's how God honors you. What you do with that idea, that's how you honor him, you know? Amen. Amen, amen. And I think that's very powerful, especially the last thing you said. When he gives you an idea, that's how you honor him. And there are people that 
are given idea by God, but they don't have the boldness sometimes to execute it. And in essence, sometimes people will hold back in doing that. But what you said is on point with the vision that God gives us, that's how we honor it. And so that is, um, so what is it that pro be that being what prompted you to start an entrepreneur and go into now this journey of saying you have that Latinas in motion. Can you share with us like the growth of where you started to where you are now? Because a lot of times when we start something, we can get a little bit discouraged when we have very small beginnings. Right. So I will say, if you're listening, you have to do, whenever you start a business or a brand or you feel like you have an idea, you have to know at the end what is the mission of what you want to do. You see, Latinas in Motion is plural because I need other women to go with me. But if they went with me or not, I would still be in motion because this mission that I have is near and dear to my heart. And one of the problems that I see right now in our society is that, you know, people are struggling with what looks shiny and what looks cool. Oh my gosh, this person started this business and they made a million dollars. Let me do that. Oh my gosh, this person is really successful in that. Let me do that. No. What do you want to do? What gift do you have? What idea do you have? And you have to make that happen. When I started Latinas in Motion in 2012, I had no idea what I was doing. I literally took a vision that God gave me. I sent a text message out to everyone on my phone. And I said, listen, let's meet here Saturday morning. Let's walk and run and see what happens. I had six other women join me, but because I was so consistent in my calling, then it just continued to grow, to grow, to grow. And now we have women in New York and in New Jersey and in Delaware. And it's, it's beautiful to see its growth, but you have to understand that your gift starts with you. Your gift starts with you. So I have to continually go out and, and share this message and be the example and lead from the front so that it continues to grow and I can continue to share my message because the message is important even more today than it's ever been. And so if you think that you have this idea, it's important that you don't look left or right. You just look ahead. And even if it feels scary, there's so many examples in the Bible of people who were scared, but they did it anyways. And when you realize that you have Christ in your life, you absolutely can. Like, I always think about the story of Peter when he got off the boat to walk on water. There is no way nobody could tell me that he wasn't scared. He was obviously scared. But when you trust Christ, he didn't sink. The second that he put fear in his mind and thought twice about it, what happened? He started drowning. And Jesus was right there to lift him back up. You have to apply that same message in your life. When you keep your eyes focused on your calling, your purpose, your job, and your eyes focused on Christ, you're going to win. You're going to walk on water. There are things in my come life on, that on. I cannot explain. There are things in my life that has, that has happened that there is no other answer but Jesus the Christ because can't nobody tell me that he hasn't done it for me. Like the fact that I've reached this success, I'm 32 years old. I'm 32 years old. I have a husband and I have a family and that's my first ministry. So you're never going to see Elaine out here networking. You're never going to see Elaine at a conference if my home isn't in order. Now, and at the same time, there are people who spend all their days, all their times out there networking at events, working, 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 working. To me, that's not success. But also understand that in my message, I'm always going to preach Christ first because I know that when you have Christ on your side, you can get further half the time than your counterparts who don't have it. Come on. And I think that's so real 
That is so real. And one of the things that I wanted to ask you from that whole journey, um, and I know you touched a little bit upon that, but when you went through hardships, because one key word that you said from that was consistency. You remain consistent in the vision, and you must have had to persevere because I'm sure that on that journey, you went through moments where you're like, man, this is tough. So what helped you in those moments where you felt, man, this is tough? Having having a village, when I tell you that, you know, my husband is the best cheerleader, diary, best friend, coach, Aww. I mean, like, he has just been a champion for me. And it's important that when we have these ideas, you know, everybody doesn't need to be in your circle. You know what I'm saying? Aww. Like, even, it's funny, my pastor just preached this message, but like, Jesus had 12 disciples. He had one hater in that circle, and then he had three guys that he took with him everywhere, right? So even of the 12, Jesus had his three homies. And so you should structure your life in the same way. Like, I often tell people the best self-help book is the Bible. Like, it'll teach you something. Come on. And so in in my life, you know, I realized that because of the influence that, that God has given me, there's a lot of people who know me, but they don't really, really know me. You know, and there are certain people that can handle me when I'm happy, but there's only a few people that I'm vulnerable enough to show them when I'm not happy or when I lose or when I fail that can pray me back to where I need to be, that can really get me back to where I'm supposed to be. Because you do need to have people in your corner that want to see you win. Even when you think of a boxing match, the boxer has a corner of a coach, of someone who fixes his cuts, of someone who's giving him water. You need to set up your life in the same way. Like if I just depended on my husband to be my coach and the person who fixed my cut and the person who gave me the water, like that's a lot for somebody. But I have him. I have a really, really great best friend who's there for me as well. Like you really have to appoint different people in your life for different things. And I think that some of us, you know, focus too much or bear the burden on our spouses, on our parents, on our children. And it's important that you kind of level the playing field to say, okay, when I'm sad, who's really going to pray for me? Because it, it, it can't be everybody, right? When I'm happy, who's yep. really going to cheer me on? When I need to just let go and vent, who's going to be there? When I just need to be quiet, who's going to be there as well? And when you start structuring your life in that way, life becomes easier and more enjoyable because you kind of know who to go to for what. Come on, that's powerful in itself and that's so critical because and knowing who your village is, you also um, have weeded out in that process the people who don't need to see certain aspects of your life. Exactly. Because that only can will hinder you and delay you. I mean, from the 12, Jesus had one, you know, betrayed him. So I think that's very, very important, and that's very key, especially the three people. And so how have you incorporated your roles as wife and as mom? and being a mom into your entrepreneurial lifestyle? So being a wife and being a mom is my first ministry. Like I often tell people is, you know, I, I want to be Beyonce at home, not to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's exactly. so sad to, you know, gain the world and lose yourself. When, when I read that, Come it's on. so, so, so powerful because people will literally work so hard to reach a level of whatever they think think is success meanwhile they're missing out on you know their spouse or missing out on times with their kids and for me it's important that I establish home first 
And once I have my home intact, then I can go out and schedule my plans and my work and everything. But you can't, you, it can't be work first and then everybody else. No, it's God, then Come my on. family, then work. Come on. And I think that's so important because sometimes we have those um, lines very skewed in terms of what goes first. And I believe what you said is very hardcore. And I personally believe it. That family is the first ministry. What is the point of trying to take care of the community if the community of your home is not well put together? That's right. Um, and it just creates an instability, and it actually can allow those in, who are part of the community of your actual, like, nuclear family to jeopardize how they would see Christ. Right. Because the Christ that they see is not very much, you know, the same that they would see outside. So that's very important. And in terms of your friendship circles, how have you um, been able to navigate through through that sense of like support, like having like your friends and family like support you along the way? Has that ever been something that you had to deal with or something that you've always had that blessing where people have always been like, you know what, I'm going to show up for you? I think before you can get into the mindset of having people show up for you, you need to show up for people. I think the fastest way to be successful is to serve others. So I give more than I ask. And I often tell a lot of my mentees to do the same things. When you show up for other people without thinking about you, without thinking that you want anything in return, trust me, they're going to show up for you. But the best example of service is, I mean, all the stories in the Bible. You have to serve others in order for you to really fulfill, you know, your purpose, and so I've been blessed to have amazing and amazing village around me, but they know that I serve them first and I'm constantly supportive of them. And in turn, you know, they have supported me, but when it comes down to family, you know, I started Latinas in motion. I come from a very big family. No one really got it. No one understood wow. what I was doing. That didn't mean that I stopped. I did it anyways. Like, my mom, I started Latinas in Motion in 2012. My mom joined Latinas in Motion, like, two years ago. If I would have waited for her, you know, what would have happened to all the women that I had impacted, that their lives were being changed? You have to go. You have to do. And people will catch up. But if you're waiting for people to approve you, if you're waiting for people to join you, you don't need to be in business and you don't need to be executing any brand because... It's, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Come on. Come on. One of the, the greatest keys when it comes to, like, I would say a form of success in terms of manifesting your purpose, because that's really what, in, from my personal belief, where it comes from is servant leadership. Servant leadership is the prime example, and we can see that manifested through Jesus and how the first thing he ever did was to come serve. And through that example, people just latch on because we're a light. We are, people will gravitate towards us. So that's very, very important. And what lessons have you learned from your shortcomings as an entrepreneur? The best lesson that I learned is that you got to reach a million no's before you get your yes. And if you give up wow. at, you know, not the 999 no, you, you really missed out on the yes that you were about to receive. So no matter how much it sucks, no matter how much you don't understand, you have to keep going because I would rather keep going to the level of like nonstop to get to that yes 
then stop and quit and wonder what if. Stop and quit and wonder, well, what if I would have kept going? You know, for me, quitting is not in my DNA. I think that my my family, my mom, my grandparents, their parents, I mean, we come from a family of fighters. When you think about our ancestors, it's like, you know, people of color, we have amazing history. You didn't come from no quitter. And so we have to make sure that when you have an idea, you have to keep going until God tells you to stop. There are things that I started. There were ideas that I started that just didn't sit well with me anymore that I felt like, you know what, Lord, you're calling me to do something else. Okay, cool. Um, But I think that all comes with having a great relationship with Christ. Like for me, I've made it a point in the past couple of months to read my word every day for myself. Like I, there is no self-help book. There is no podcast. There is no pastor that's going to save me the way I can save me. Right. Like there's no message. I can't, I can't put my salvation in somebody else. And so you have to take ownership of your life. You have to take ownership of your life to start a relationship with Christ so that you can hear his voice and not anybody else's. It's when I tell you there has never, we've never lived in a time where there is so much noise through social media, specifically through media, through TV, through shows. There are so many different opinions. There are so many different messages that are in our brains, whether we like it or not. So we have to make sure that our voice is louder than all of those, that no matter how sparkly the object looks, I know that I was created for X, Y, and Z. So I need to still stay in this path because it's really easy to get distracted and do something else. And I said this on Instagram the other day, like what the enemy can't destroy, he distracts. And we are living in the most distracted era ever. And it's so important for us to really set up boundaries. Like I've set myself on a social media time limit. Like I know that seems crazy, but it's like, I have to make sure that I need to be spending more time with my family than I do on Instagram. I need to be praying more than the time I spend on Facebook. So when we talk about, you know, what lessons have I learned? I've learned that the only voice that matters is God's. And the second most important voice is my own. And if I don't define that for myself, the world will define that for me. Come on. And then that's how you know, first of all, you got identity. Oh my gosh, you are like preaching to me right now as you're even saying this interview. Like it's, I feel for me, I received so much from you because I really see that you really walk it like you talk it and that everyone has a testimony and I always gravitate towards people who, who have that, who have that sense of like identity, who have that sense of like um, grit because you have that strength of character. That's one of the things that I really admire about you, Elaine, because you, for me, you're like goals, mom goals, entrepreneurship goals, seriously, because I see that and I'm like, wow, like starting from here and now being there. And I wanted to ask you, because you touched upon this a little bit um, when you first started, because you were first an educator before you became an entrepreneur. Yes. So just if you can briefly just touch upon and share with us, because I know there's people that maybe they're not educators, maybe they're into, you know, working at a store or working as a chef or as a waiter, wherever it is, and they're transitioning. How was your transition, and how was it, how did you know it's time for me to move from education onto into entrepreneurship? So I'll say I'll say this super loud and proud. You you have to be called to to leave your job. Like it's one of the most scariest things. And when I tell you, I literally learned what faith 
really is <laughs> when I left my job <laughs> because you leave you leave your benefits, you leave your biweekly paycheck, and I was getting paid really, really well. However, I was dying on the inside. I was so unhappy, you know, and I felt like a faint voice in my life, like, girl, this is not what I had for you. This is not what I created for you. If you trust me, I got you. If you trust me, I got you. But it's really scary. And I tell people that because you look at me now with all of this confidence, this is something that I practice every single day. I didn't just wake up to be this confident person. I think my confidence comes from my relationship with Christ that's continually building, right? I learn something new every single day. But I left my job August 25th of 2017. So it hasn't been a long time, guys. I'm literally like a year and some change out of my job as an educator. And I was an educator for eight years. So it's like when I talk about faithing it, when I talk about Peter walking on water, I feel like it's a struggle every single day because it's so easy to be like, yo, it's so much easier to have a job because you know that you're going to get paid every two weeks. Whereas an entrepreneur, you eat what you kill. Like if I'm not working, if I'm not working, I don't get paid. If I'm sick, I don't get paid. If I'm on vacation, I'm not getting paid. And so when I say that you have to have the right system, you have to have the right calling, you have to make sure that you know without a shadow of a doubt, this is what you are called to do. Because for me, everything is at stake. Like I, I have a family and my family shouldn't suffer because I had this idea to become an entrepreneur. No, my husband and I are very clear that I was called to do what I'm doing. It even gets to the point that sometimes when I feel really, really bad and I'm like, honey, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm going to get a job. And he was just like, okay, so you just going to back out on God like that. I mean, my husband will check me. My husband will check me and you need people in your corner that are really going to challenge you to, to do what you said you were going to do because the entrepreneurship walk is not easy, but I will tell you that I've never felt, joy like I do I've never been overwhelmed by purpose like I am Mm -hmm. and I know for sure that this is what I was created to do like even in this podcast this is where I thrive like nobody can tell me that I wasn't created to do this because I can go out and speak at a conference for an hour with no note cards and my body is tingling and hot because the Holy Spirit just helps me. But this has been something that I've been working on. I didn't just wake up. This has been day in, day out of how can I be a better speaker of how can I be a better business owner? How can I honor God in every single thing that I do? How can I learn more about Christ so that I can learn more about me? What part of me do I need to stretch more? What part of this failure can I share with others? Like it all, it all matters and it all relates and it, and it's all so connected. So when we talk about me being an educator and me leaving, if you think that you want to leave because people make entrepreneurship look sexy, don't leave because you don't want to leave your job and then, you know, be struggling, be broke, whatever. But when I tell you that when you're walking in your purpose, you feel joy and joy. And I want to explain that joy is something it's different than happy because you can be happy or sad, but when you have joy, you have joy forever. And when I, I will tell you that when I left my job, there's nothing like this feeling of joy and peace and peace is priceless. Yes. And there, everything you just said, oh my gosh, I'm telling you, I am like, just wow. And one of, even one of the things that you just said that I, I believe is very critical when you when it comes back to the village, and, and having that group of people who really support you, you said that your husband checks you. 
So if you can just really give a little word of wisdom to every young woman who right now is in the waiting or who's going to get to that point in the waiting to make sure that as you're, and you're embarking in your journey as an entrepreneur, as a woman who's walking your purpose, whether you're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, a surgeon, whatever it is, to make sure that you allow God to lead you to the right person. So, so I will say that, you know, I feel super blessed to be in the relationship that I am. I've been married for 10 years and it's one of the most Woo! amazing relationships that I've had. Um, my parents split up when I was really, really young. So I didn't really have um, a good example of what a husband and wife looks like. Right. So um, but my grandparents were married forever and they were so beautifully together and I love their relationship. And what was at the, the center of their marriage was Christ. And so I knew that, you know, in the relationship that I had, if you're thinking about like, okay, who's going to be my boo, you know, who am I going to marry? The, one of the first things y'all need to be asking them is how is your relationship with Christ? Because then you know how Come their on. relationship will you, with you will be. My husband and I have been together since 2006. We've been married since 2008. We have never, ever, ever, ever cursed at each other. We have never, ever, ever wow. yelled at each other. When I tell you we have the utmost respect for each other, we communicate very, very well. But understand that that all comes with setting up parameters around your relationship so when we were dating my husband said listen we're never going to curse at each other right and for me I'm a communications major so sharing my feelings it's easy I think that one of the things that hurts us is like this spirit of oh I'm mad let me give him the silent treatment nothing happens when you don't share with your partner how you're feeling whether you're dating whether you're engaged or you're married one of the best things you can learn to do is communicate well and here's another tidbit I want to give you guys is when you speak about things, you kill whatever bad vibes it has, right? Because if I feel lonely, if I feel ugly, if I feel upset and I don't tell anybody, it grows. But the second that I say, you know what? I feel upset. I feel ugly. I feel bad. I feel this. I'm killing the root of whatever's causing that and I'm setting myself free. You expose it. Right. And so in my relationship, you know, Daryl and I, we don't let things marinate. If there's an issue, we talk about it and we have a resolve. And I think that's another thing that people are missing. It's okay. I feel bad or I feel upset because of this. It would be helpful if moving forward, we did X, Y, and Z. You can't just share feelings just to share feelings. It's okay. What is going to be our resolves? What is going to be our next steps? How are we going to move forward? And so having been married for 10 years, having to kids right it's important for everybody to learn how to communicate well but it all starts with your relationship with christ like for me i am learning how to master myself daryl learns how to master himself and so together we are this powerhouse but we're constantly learning how to love ourselves in a deeper level of who we are physically right how do we take care of ourselves health wealth how do we take care of, our, of ourselves mentally how can we be the best people for the world if we're talking about being world changers and how can we be the best servants for christ how can we serve others how can we honor god and so when we come together and share those things and when we come together and just add on to our relationship then life becomes easier wow amen thank you so much for sharing that and to wrap it up one last question what does success mean to you Success to me means honoring God. There, there is no, there is no money amount. There is no car. There is no house. 
I believe that I was created on this earth to represent the kingdom and the culture, right? It's like when people think of of Christians, they think of like these square looking people. Guys, you can be really cool and be saved. I think that that is like a misconception. And I think learning how much happiness and joy that I have by serving Christ and sharing that with others, you know, being young, being married and being happy in real life and not just for social media is super important. Mm -hmm. For me, that's success. You know, you can't take money with you when you pass away. You can't take your car to heaven. You can't take your house to heaven. You got to take your soul and make sure that your soul is in the right spirit so that you can align yourself with what Christ has for you. Right. And so to me, that's what success is. Am I serving Am I serving others and serving God? Am I living out the, the, the design that God had for me? Am I making him proud? That's what success is for me. If I change one life, I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic because I know that I'm living my truth, you know? And I think that we need to shift the focus when people be like, oh, you got to chase the money bag. Yo, happiness is a bag too. Purpose is a bag too. And if we oh started chasing that, I think the world would be at a way better place. Yes. Amen. Preach it. There's a preacher definitely in there. (laughs) Oh my gosh. What? And so last thing, what advice based on that, what advice would you give to millennials and just anyone on the importance of having to live in purpose? Spend more time with yourself um, and with God than you do with anybody else. It's so easy to get caught up on social media. And when I tell you, like, I know it's addicting, I know it's addicting. But if you can learn to master yourself, you'll be unstoppable. Because can't nobody tell you how to do you like you tell you how to do you. Nobody can tell you how to make you happy like you know how to make yourself happy. And I think the most confident people are the ones uh, with the most self-awareness. So if you can spend more time with yourself, then you know that you're living your purpose. And if you ever, ever have to wonder, like, you know what, I really don't don't know what I was created for, then you know you got to contact the creator. And this concept is so easy for me to explain because let's just take the planner, right? I create a plan for you, save the planner. I get tons of emails and, and DMs like, hey, Elaine, I see that you created the creative corner. Why did you create that? Hey, Elaine, I see that you created this affirmation section. Why did you create that? It's because I'm the creator, right? I have all of the answers to say, I created this because I thought it fit well with X, Y, and Z. The same thing with your life. There's no different. If you're standing right now listening to this podcast and you have no idea why you were created, if you're standing right there and you're like, you know what? I don't know what my purpose is. There is no shame in that. There is no shame in that. When I grew up, I had no idea I was going to be a business owner, y'all. But let me tell you something. God makes a way out of no way. And whenever I feel unsure, I get in prayer. If you're like, if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what, Elaine, I don't know how to pray. Get yourself a journal. I write out my prayers. That's just how I communicate. There is no right way. You don't got to pray like anybody else. You don't have to have a relationship with Christ like anybody else. It's like, you know, for me, I journal, dear God, I'm feeling like this. This is going real well. I'm unsure. It's beautiful for me because I'll look at like my old prayer journals and be like, oh my gosh. Lord, I see you showing off. I was so regular schmegular back then. But it's like, <laughs> but honestly, like start to figure out what this relationship with God is and how can you build on that? How can you get to know him? And, and the last thing I'm going to leave you guys with is start reading the Bible. And I know you're thinking like, oh, that's so old or it's so boring. It has some of the best 
stories in there that are real. Like, y'all love Love and Hip Hop and How to Get with Murder. It is like all of that all in one. There is so much drama. There is so much juicy stories in the Bible. But pray before you do. And literally, all I want you to do is, God, give me the wisdom that I need to have this make sense for me. It don't got to make sense to nobody else but to you. And when you yeah. say that small prayer, something is going to stick out at you that's like, wow, this, this is transformative. Wow. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much, Elaine. And You're right now, welcome. I just want to share with everyone, thank you for, for taking your time and being on this podcast and sharing all the jewels and all the golden nuggets of wisdom when it, when it pertains to entrepreneurship, being a wife, and even being a mom, as you touched upon, and just as a woman in general, having and being able to strive in your purpose. So with anybody that wants to stay in touch with her, she has different, um, the main account, which is her Elaine underscore G underscore Johnson, correct? Correct. On Instagram. And she also is through available through at Mogul Mommy. Uh, also, if she is, you will find this on her page as well, her at Latinas in Motion. And definitely get yourself one of her plan, plan play, pray, and slay journals. I am so looking forward to having mine soon because, as we know, as women, you gotta keep yourself in order. Like you're the administrator of your home. That's right. So when things, when you're an administrator of your home, you know how to clean. You know how to keep things on check. Amen. So thank you so. On, I'm gonna leave her information in the description box for anybody who wants to get in touch with her. Um, get one of her planners and be able to stay connected to this woman of God who is a boss. She really is a real deal. And let me tell you, Elaine, thank you so much because a lot of even what you have said has ministered to me and and you way more than you probably would ever think of because it's so I see myself like as you were interviewing I was like wow God you know and anybody else listening if you even felt that too like you're like an older version of me that's really like the inspiration that I see and 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 I know that you have gone through your adversities and you've really pushed through and one of the aspects that stand out to you even through your conversation is your faithful attitude the attitude of persevering, the attitude of pushing through. So I just want to thank you and conclude. Thank you so much, Elaine. Thank you. You're thank welcome. you. You understand. I'm so I'm so grateful. And we're gonna definitely stay in touch. Anybody who wants to stay in touch, your the information you already heard where it's at. Elaine, if there is there any other information you would like to share besides the Instagram platform? Um, if you want to check out my website, it's www.mogulmami.com, yes. and that's M-O-G-U-L-M-A-M-I.com. And that would also be available in the description box below. Thank you, thank you. And I pray everyone to everyone who's listened to this that it blesses you, every woman of God and every woman in every woman who is being trained to be a mom, a wife, an entrepreneur, whatever it is that you have received. So with that being said, thank you for hearing this episode on Royal Generations podcast. You are a warrior, part of hashtag Royal Generations.